by Tractor Zoom, delivering insights. And my guest this week is Kyle McMahon from Tractor Zoom. And once a week we sit down, or once a week, once a month, we sit down and kind of talk about what's going on in the auction world. And for those of you that don't know what Tractor Zoom is, Tractor Zoom is a great platform to go out and just see what's out there as far as auction inventory goes, and also a great way to figure out what trend lines are. I use Tractor Zoom quite a bit at the dealership. And uh, it's it's one of those tools that I use that kind of gives me. I, I like to look at it because it gives me a year over year, you know, of uh, inventories that are out there. And when I uh, asked Kyle to get on to come on this week, I brought him on for a specific reason because there is a monster of a sale coming up here on the thirtieth. Today is the twenty seventh of July or June. I'm sorry. And uh, on the thirtieth, there is a big, 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 massive sale in uh that uh sinclair tractor and uh it has got quite a few pieces on there so kyle welcome to the show man how you been good thanks for having me uh good to, good to talk with you it's gonna be i think this is an exciting conversation yeah you know, not very often do you get to watch 75 combines sell online in one day yeah from one seller from one seller yeah this is going to be uh i think this might be I know they had some big ones in the '80s. I know there were some, there were some case, big case dealerships in Iowa, Illinois. One or two that went out, and there were, I think they might have had a hundred combines that that they had to sell at an auction or something like that. I don't remember the exact, the exact numbers, but this is this is one of the big ones I've been, I've I've watched uh, or looked at even on a sale bill. So this is a, this is the first time I've ever looked at a sale bill, and it looked more like a Christmas catalog than it actually looked like a, an auction sale bill. So. I guess as you start looking through this, Kyle, um, what are what are a couple of things that start standing out to you about this auction? You know, there's I think we're telling up right before this. There's two hundred and seven, two hundred and seven pieces selling. I'd say ninety percent of them are all harvest equipment. Um, you know, as we're looking through it, there's a just a just a quick high level. There's 19 John Deere 608 C's, so eight row corn heads. There's 13 612 C's. So it looks like they're selling about 40 row crop headers, 35 platform headers, 75 combines. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's a gargantuan of a sale. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's just a big number. I can't even, I mean, I look at this. And I've been waiting for this for a while because this is a uh, this is going to have a, a big effect on the marketplace. There's, there's enough numbers here that whatever happens at this auction is is going to be a trendsetter. So let's let's just start with just a few trends right now that you're seeing out there. So let's talk about um, of the 75 combines that are out there. Um, I think 60 of them are S-series combines, right? And 
I guess as you start looking at, at the trend lines here, there's 2012 to 2014 model combines that we've talked I've talked about all the time on here and, and kind of where they're at. Um, there's a there's a big swath of those. So let's start with that kind of that chunk first. What are the trend lines looking there? Have they changed any? Do you see anything different over the past 30, 60, 90 days that, that say, hey, you know what, I'm seeing an uptrend, I'm seeing a downtrend, or I'm seeing uh, more inventory being online than you've seen in the past years. I guess, what, what are you seeing out there? All right, so the, the, the interesting see, thing that we're seeing on this Sinclair sale is they are bringing uh, 19 S680s to market. Uh, there's, uh, of that split out, actually over half of them are between the 2015 and 2017 model years. Of which I think is really interesting because we haven't seen a lot of those uh, at auction. As you know, the OEMs didn't produce as many 15, 16, 17 model year S600 series combines as they did 12 to 14. You know, we've, we've always seen that glut. Uh, and if we look at auction prices and, and auction results, we look at tw model years 2015 to 2017. Of the 100 comps that we've seen sell at auction, only 21 of them are 2015s to 2017s. We know there's not as much of that inventory out there, and they're bringing on average at, you know, all across the board, those, those model years, 195,000. Uh, if you look at, on the opposite end of the spectrum, the 2012s to 2014s, there's there's just way more of them out there. We've seen 80 of those transactions and they're bringing on average 125,000 bucks. You know, naturally those older combines have a lot more hours on a lot more usage. But, uh, I, I think what's going to be really interesting about this sale and unique is they're bringing some lower, there's, they're bringing some more lower houred inventory to market of which we haven't seen in a while. So I could see there being some competition there. That that is the thing about this. Just like you said beforehand, there aren't that many 2017 machines that have gone through an auction, um, strictly because of just the number of units that are out there that are physically out there to be to be bought. And I, I, I'm I really think that at this auction we're going to see these machines sell for more than what. Than what I think people are anticipating, just for the fact of there's plenty of guys out there that are looking to do something. I know the COVID nineteen thing and and how it's done, what crop prices are looking like, and those kind of things. But we're still going to be up against the, the having to do something, right? And and the, quite frankly, this timing of this auction in June, <coughs> when you start looking at people making a uh, a move towards. Um, their, their fall equipment needs um, really is in a pretty good spot, right? So that late June, early July um, time frame, even guys that are looking in the, in the northern wheat belt, there's still some opportunities to get to get some machines up there. So I, I'm really, if anything that I'm excited about here is what happens with these, these uh, later model machines. Yeah, and I, I, I'll let you in on a little secret that we see from data. You know, this isn't my perspective. This is what the data shows. Every time we look at data, we, you know, naturally we see big auction months of March, August, 
and December is the biggest months, right? We directly see an impact of higher prices regardless of commodity prices. We see a direct impact of higher machine values and prices at, at auction the months prior uh, to, to those big gluts of, of auction inventory. Personally, I, I, I think to attribute that to the guy on the front end of the spectrum saying, hey, this is a nice machine. I need to buy it because it might be too competitive come big auction season, right? And what they actually do is they end up spending a little bit more than, and every time you take some more buyers out of the market, the closer to in season you get or the, the right. end of auction season that makes you sense. get. That makes sense. So I, I, I think that I think that these guys have, or, or I think these two company, or I think Sullivan's and uh, Sinclair's have strategically positioned themselves to, to be on the front yeah, side absolutely. of that curve, which is a good thing for them. No, that's a good point. Uh, those those correlators do you do see that that run up in price a little bit right before, um, you know, right the the the, the between months between. Uh, um, you know, wheat harvest going into into fall harvest. So yeah, there's there's some there's some correlators there for sure. Okay, here's something I want to <clears throat> okay, I want to chat about, Casey. So if we look at all of the platform headers, you know, I'm not they're they're not bringing very of the 35 platform headers they're they're bringing to market. They are all flex heads. There's hard there's four drapers. The rest of them are just flex heads. Now, you know, in, in your experience of the dealership, what are you seeing guys really I wanting more to purchase today? Guys are more moving towards a flex draper than they are a rigid head and a, and a flex head combo type of thing uh, like you used to see. I think more guys are saying, you know, I can get a flex head and I can lock it tight and I've got a rigid head and I can also use it to cut my and then at that point, I've got a head that I can cut about every crop I've got outside of, of row crop, um, uh, row crop uh, crops. So I think I mean, those, those flex heads that are on there now, it will be interesting to see how they, how they pan out. Because, again, um, the 35-footers are probably going to be the most common. You still have a, a, a great pocket of the world where 25 and 30 foot flex heads are sought after, especially in the international market. Um, you start looking at Eastern Europe and Ukraine, and uh, you know you start looking into um, like Northern Africa and places like that. The uh, the 25 and the 30 foot heads are, are kind of sought after and I don't know why that is because their fields are as big as any field that you've been in in the Midwest right but they've uh, I don't know if it's a transport thing or if it's a, a freight across the water thing or, or what it is but those those are a those are a pretty sought after pretty sought after size but then you start looking at places like you know southern Missouri and um, in into some of those areas where the fields are a bit smaller and there's still a large amount of people that still use a 25 and 30 foot flex set. So sometimes those machines actually bring a premium for what they are. Yeah. And in the last, let's, uh, let's look, use iron comps to look at the last. <clears throat> so it's going on since about January 1st. Uh, we've seen 
38 of those uh, 635 flex heads come to market. And on average, they bring in 12,000, but I, I really think we need to narrow that in a little bit more. Uh, these are selling from anywhere, North Dakota, South Dakota, Illinois, uh, Montana, kind of all over the place, South Dakota. So if we look at uh, the inventory of, of flex heads that they're bringing to market, there's a couple of the 2018s, but I looking at the inventory, a bulk of them are between that 29 and 2014 mark. So if we just look at if we look at the data on iron comps and look at twenty let's look at twenty uh, two thousand nine to two thousand and fourteen data uh, they're selling for about fourteen thousand dollars on average. Now we could always narrow in on a location, however, I think that's that's going to be challenging at this auction because I think buyers will be coming from oh, all I think the this United is gonna States. If not internationally. Um, international buyers on this on this one here for sure. I think there's going to be a that's a beautiful thing about internet and it brings in it brings in buyers from all over the place. So I think I really believe that there's going to be a, I, I, I'm I'll be interested to talk with uh, with Dan and the fellows over at Sullivan's when this is done to see where uh, how many actual bidders they actually had on you know signed up for this. So it'll be interesting to see that number. Yeah, and, and if we look at just on these 635 flex heads, we look at uh, just the ones that I've sold at retirement and estate sales. They're bringing just over 15000 on average. And, you know, this is a dealership. I, I imagine uh, Sinclair's gone through a lot of this inventory before they're selling it. So I, I would like to think that they're, these prices are going to bring more of retirement or estate prices versus. A, a true liquidation or a consignment option. Yeah, yeah, you could probably see some of that. I think there there'd be a fair amount of the stuff that has been through, been through the shop, been fixed up, nice. But I think you might get a combination between like a consignment and a and a. Well, I think you're gonna be. I think you're gonna be between a consignment and and a and. A, I, don't gonna, I don't think you're gonna get consignment pricing. I don't think you're gonna get retirement pricing, but you're gonna fall somewhere in the middle there. Okay. So if we're looking at this inventory list, what what else well, the, the stands heads, out to there's you? There's a significant amount of corn heads on there, and quite frankly, um, but the six twelve, the six twelve folding heads down there, those uh, the sixteens and seventeens, I don't know that I've seen one of those sell at an auction yet. A folding corn head. Have you, have you guys got any of those? Six twelve FC. Okay. We've seen two of them, and. Sullivan's have sold them both. One brought eighty-two thousand. One brought sixty-five thousand. So, uh, the one that brought sixty-five thousand looks like it sold at their site in Hamilton, Illinois, in March thirty-first okay. of this year of twenty twenty. And then the other one sold for eighty-two thousand December of two thousand and nineteen. So for twenty fifteen folding corn head to bring eighty-two thousand bucks. To me, I think that's where that's that's quite that's that's for the year it was and and what was there. I feel like the eight two thousand is a pretty strong number. I sold it there consignment sale as well. Does it have the serial number in there by chance? 
I I do not see it on this one. What it sell yeah, for? The other one has a serial number. Sixteen sold for two or sixty-five thousand. Why it sold for such less? When did that one sell? Both at the same time. Now this one sold uh, March thirty-first of this year, so two months into COVID, or excuse me, two weeks into the true COVID period. And I think at that point, sold went on, on online only. Okay. Let's look at something real quick, just for just for fun here. Not, it's not a chopping head. Has row sense. So, what are your thoughts on the corn heads? As you look across that that whole gamut there, I mean, what are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, there's there are there are a bunch of them. There's 38, 606, 608s, and six twelve Cs selling. Um, you know, where Sinclair Tractor is is primarily southeast Iowa. It's actually where I grew up. They're they're my hometown dealer, so know some of the guys over at Sinclair. Um, it, there's a there's there can be a pretty wide range of terrain that guys are farming. Those six oh eight. I mean, there's still a lot of guys that aren't on twenty four row uh, planters, and they're still running sixteen row, especially the further south, closer to Missouri you get, which is kind of where I would have grown up just because of the terrain, a lot of no-till. So I think naturally those, the 608s that are there, you know, are obviously going to be pretty popular. Uh, the 612s, there's going to be a larger uh, geography for, for where they're going to be sold. Uh, and we're seeing a price increase of about $10,000 from the 608s to the 612s. So 612s, or excuse me, a 608s, if we look at uh, 608, that's bringing on auction today. 608C, we've seen 151 of them sell. The average is uh, $24,000. But if you just look at what's been selling, uh, it looks like a lot of the inventory of those 608s is between oh, 29 and 2014. There's one 2016, but the rest of them, I'd say 90% of the inventory. There's 19 608C selling, and 14 of them are between 11 and 14. So if we just look at model year 11 and 14, 11 to 14, we've seen 64 of those sell, average of $26,000 today. Um, and if we look at just the last, Oh, it's looking the last six months. That price is around the same twenty four thousand five hundred. Of course, that's across the. Uh, that's uh, that's, that's US. the other thing too. There's a there's a lot of six oh eight C's in, for for the amount of uh, for the inventory they've got. I, I didn't realize there was that eight row corn heads were still that big of a of a draw in that part of the world. I figured more twelve rows were going to be. <clears throat> More twelve row and sixteen row heads would start popping up, and maybe that's why they're selling them on an auction too. Is that they just have so many? Yeah. But don't forget, Casey, we actually have well, hills, hills here, here too. More mounds than they are anything, but they they work the same. But back to those <laughs> those those uh, folding corn heads. If you look at what what they actually brought comparatively to uh, to what they were when they were brand new, that. Uh, that 15 brought almost 80% of its of its uh, cost, brand new cost, um, when it was new at that auction at 82,000. 
Uh, the 16, for some reason, uh, only brought... Um, that was a folding. That was a chopping head, too. So it, it, it would probably brought... I bet it brought similar numbers, I guess, when you start figuring chopping in there and everything else. I bet it brought pretty close to about the same. Because that chopping part of the corn head's about, you know, 20000 bucks or so. So it makes sense. So they were, they were bringing about 60 to 7, 65% or so of their actual retail value when they were, or not retail value, of their cost, what the cost was when they were new. So I guess that's what you would you would anticipate, which is very strong for what for as old as they are. You know what I mean? You're looking at five-year-old heads, four-year-old heads that are still maintaining a, a uh, you know, 65 cents on the dollar, what it was new. That seems to be fairly, fairly strong across the board. So it's pretty impressive. It'll be interesting to see because those folding corn heads that are on there now, they're newer ones, right? They're like 17s. Wasn't that right? Yeah. They, uh, the folding yeah. corn heads is a 16 and a 17. So I didn't. I would anticipate seeing something. Yeah. I don't know if they're chopping heads or what they are, but there's a. I should anticipate it. Yeah. If we look, if we look at them. On their proxy bid sites, uh, zero cents, knife holes, hookups. Oh, so look like they're pulling corn. No, yeah, I'm not sure either of them are uh, non-chopping heads. Chopping heads. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, based on that, you know, we we have one comparable sale to go off of. That was a non-chopping head. That brought uh, the $65,000 versus the one that yep. was chopping head, 82000 Neither of these are chopping. Right so let's take a look at the 12-row corn heads, just the non-chopping one or the non-folding ones. And <clears throat> see yeah, let's go, to, let's go to iron comps, and we can just simply type in 612C, click search, and we get access to 105 of these auction results. Now, uh, one, one, one thing that I, I just know is there's going to be some 20-inch and 22-inch cornrow heads in here that are 12-row. So let's cut those out. Let's just, for, for example, let's just look at the 30-inch that we know are 30-inch corn heads. Because I, I went through Sullivan's site quick and looked at the 612Cs. And I quickly scrolled down and all of them but one are 12 row 30 inch heads there's one of them that's a 20 inch head so let's just look at the uh 30 inch heads here so you know if we look at we had said all of the a bulk of the inventory on these are between model years every single one was between 2010 and 2014 except for one 2015. So let's let's look at what's going on in the market between the 2010 model year and 2014 model year. Then we can single out that 15 if we really want. So of the third of the 27 we've seen sell, average is 31,000. Um, if we wanted to look at what's been selling in the last since December 1st of last year, that price is actually a little bit higher. Uh, very centrally located in the U.S. at thirty-six thousand bucks. So maybe some premium being paid to the, to those years. Well, here here recently since uh, the wild ride of right. harvest machinery. So what is the uh, 
what's the year over year? Like, give me what the, the 2018, 2019 kind of year over year inventory numbers, like what sold between January and December in 18 and January and December in uh, 19. Okay, so in 2020, we have seen 21 sell. In uh, in 2019, in the year 20 in 2019, we saw 2019. We saw 54 sell. In Twenty eighteen we saw twenty nine sell. So two thousand eighteen we saw twenty nine. Two thousand twenty we saw uh, fifty four. And what did I say for twenty twenty? Yeah, uh, we saw we saw we've seen twenty sell so far. In 20. So we're kind of on pace then for what you've seen on an average year, right? Yeah, we are, but you know, don't forget a lot of the inventory trades. Right, absolutely, pre-harvest. Yeah. So we're, we're, yeah, we're coming up on that really quickly, and so of these, we're going to see thirteen yeah. sell in one day. That is, that is true. <laughs> um, I guess so. It's prediction time here now. Let's get your crystal ball out. As you take a look at what's going on here, what are your thoughts? What do you think is going to happen? So, you know, of, of all the data we've studied, I, I think the, these guys have, uh, I, I think Sinclair strategically selected a, a, a lot of inventory that, has, that we haven't seen in the market. So, yeah, there's a ton of combines. We've seen a bunch of combines, but there's some lower hour machines in here. There, I guess is what I'm saying is they're staying away from the glut of that 1,200 to 1,500 hour uh, machines. There's a few, but... By and large, there's not, and we're seeing premiums being paid for that over 2,000-hour combine or under 1,000-hour combine, comparatively speaking, right? Uh, combines are the biggest things happening. I, could, I, I know commodity prices aren't that you know, great. We haven't personally seen over the last three months a big change in prices. Uh, so I, you know, I still think that I'm right there with you. Money. I think I think this is going to be a better a better sell than what than what people think it's going to be. Oh yeah, and this thing is hyped up. Yeah, there's I can't talk to anybody about it without without it coming up. So, and I rightfully so. I mean, if you're a neighboring dealer to these to this stuff, God bless you. I mean, I think this is going to be a there's a lot of a lot of customers. You know, well, there's going to be 207 customers that that uh. Or two hundred seven pieces that customers are going to buy, and I believe that customers are going to show up with the idea being that, well, I'm going to get a hell of a deal on a cornhead today, or I'm going to get a hell of a deal on a combine, or I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get a tractor cheap or something like that, and it's just not going to happen. I think it's going to be um, they're going to start fighting over it, and lo and behold, it, it brings pretty close to what you could have bought it bought it from for the dealer. Um, so hope so anyway. That's that's my that's my two cents. I think there's going to be uh, <clears throat> some misconceptions coming in there, and like you said, the machines they've got there are are uh, of the vintage and and our our ranges that support high high uh, higher auction value. So 
it will be interesting to see what happens nonetheless and believe me that I'll be watching it. Well, I, su- I suppose we'll have to review uh, the, the data afterwards and see if they've changed the trajectory yeah, of no, the harvest it's market. Be, uh, it, there's, there's a lot. This is a, this is a huge amount of equipment that has a going to have a dynamic effect on the uh, on the market and uh, either either it's going to solidify the market value and it's going to be one of those things where people say like yep that's exactly what we've seen himself for the past so now we know that's what they're worth or you know if it goes down what is that does that reset the market or does that just kind of a little blip in the radar and and things start move move up which i don't necessarily think it's going to move the those line up. If anything, it's just going to solidify what prices we see now and what that looks like. So, I, I think I don't. I don't think you're going to move yeah, that by any means. <clears throat> I was talking with Dave Moitz of Successful Farming uh, two days ago, and uh, he he was saying that uh, they're kind of expecting this entire sell sale to sell around that twenty twenty million dollar mark. Uh, so it's. You know, it's a lot of inventory to bring to market. They're, looks like they put a lot of thought into this uh, of what pieces they're going to bring to market strategically versus where the glut is. And uh, yeah, I, it, it'll it'll be fun to to do the, do another podcast and review what what happened. We'll have to market. do that on because uh, that's what Wednesday is that right? When the thirtieth is? Is that correct? I think the I think the sale is on Tuesday. Of course, it's all yeah. online, so that brings a whole yeah, other way. I wish I knew if they were going to chant or not, because I think that makes a difference than just. I believe, Dan. I think, think that'll make a difference in, in just kind of the, the ambiance of the auction, you know what I mean? The show. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely going to be watching it on Tuesday and uh, looking forward to see what happens with the market uh, after that. So. I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad we could uh, chat about some market transparency and, and uh, let all your listeners know what we're seeing in the market. Um, yep, it'll be uh, it'll be good stuff. So, Kyle, if folks want to reach out to Tractor Zoom and uh, get on that get on that platform, really take a look what's going on. What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, if you want to look at all the upcoming auction inventory, just go to tractorzoom.com and. Search whatever you're looking for. Go browse all the auctions. Uh, if you're if you're interested in looking at iron comps, which shows you all the historical prices of what we're using and talking about today, go to ironcomps.com. Um, and, and Casey, you're you're actually um, you using this at your dealership. And you know what would you tell listeners of, of how you use it? And why I like, I like to look, it. When I look at it, when I'm using it, it's primarily the historical aspects of kind of year over year thing i pay attention to that a lot <clears throat> and i'm paying attention to the number of units that of, of, of a specific uh if i'm looking at whatever an eight through 70 r or whatever it is uh, looking at the historical year over year numbers um of inventory really helps me understand which where what kind of trend line we're seeing so far this year. And also with the way you have it broken out with retirement consignment liquidations and estate sales make a big difference too. So if I'm seeing more consignments than I am retirements or liquidations, or I'm sorry, retirements or, or estates sales, um, 
if I'm seeing the more liquidations and more uh, consignment sales, that tells me that there's a there's a glut of stuff out there as far as dealerships kind of go. You know, what I mean, there's more there's more the lots are getting heavy of of a, of a specific unit when I start looking at that. So I just think the way you have it divided up. I can look at year-over-year year data, and I can also look at what kind of sell it is and start making some decisions on, some assumptions anyway, on what I see happening in the marketplace. But good stuff. Well, glad to see you guys are finding value in it, and it uh, looks like you use yeah, about every day inside the dealership. So Use it a lot. Yeah. And like, like I've said many times on this, on this uh, podcast, to me, auctions are the canary in the coal mine. Um, the auction market reacts um, a hell of a lot faster than the retail market does, what you see on, on various listing sites. Um, that is a true um, barometer of what's, what the actual buying habits are of uh, the farmer out there. So um, if you're not tracking auctions um, and you're in the equipment business, you need to be, and you need to be on Iron Comp. So... Um, get a hold of the fellas there at uh, Iron Comps, get a hold of Kyle. Kyle, what's the best way to get a hold of you and, and get signed up for the service? Yeah, um, you, you, you can always shoot me an email, McMahon M-C-M-A-H-O-N, at ironcomps.com, or uh, you know, just shoot, shoot, me a, shoot me a call, text message, 641-919-5953. Happy to get you in touch with uh, the folks here at Tractors and Iron Comps. Well, good deal, man. Well, I am uh, Casey Seamworth, Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all the latest podcast drops, also as well as the blog posts that I make. Also check out movingironllc.com for all the latest uh, Moving Iron info. And uh, check out the Moving Iron LLC website for all of the uh, information for the Moving Iron Summit that is uh, that is happening September 1st through the 3rd in Nashville, Tennessee. You can come check out Kyle and the gang when they're out there as well. <clears throat> so um, also check out the Global Ag Network, the great folks out there and all the great podcasters that uh, deliver great ag-related um, podcasts. And with that, I can't think of anything else that I can bore you with right now. So with uh, Kyle McMahon, I'm Casey Seymour. Let's, uh, let's go move some iron, folks. Out. In the 21st century Hard-working people Working hard for you and me Moving higher Time and time again Through the years you'll find us here